Hello hey everyone, it's uh, <coughs> Natai and Hans again. We're reading from Coming Back, and uh, we're reading Chapter six, 6 today. So hope everyone's doing well with COVID, depending on how much it's affecting you. We know it's still going on, and mm. affecting some <laughs> of us more than others. It's not fun, but, yeah. uh, you know, stay strong. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, it's helpful in some way. Uh, Hans, do you want to start this one? Yeah, or? sure. All right. Chapter 6, Logic of Reincarnation. Has it occurred, uh, it's a little quote from Somerset Maugham from The Razor's Edge. Has it occurred to you that transmigration is at once an explanation and a justification of the evil of the world? If the evils we suffer are the result of sins committed in our past lives, we can bear them with resignation and hope that if in this one we strive towards virtue, our future lives will be less afflicted. I like that. That's nice. Can you make sure your, your, um, Double check your mic volume, just hit the up button a couple of times, because I can never remember which one I turned down for you, which one I turn up for myself. You're good. You're all the way up. All right. Two children are born at the same time on the same day. The parents of the first are wealthy and well-educated, <coughs> excuse me, and have anxiously awaited the arrival of their firstborn for years. Their child, a boy, is bright, healthy, and attractive, with a future full of promise. Surely destiny has smiled upon him. The second child enters into an entirely different world. He is born to a mother who was abandoned while pregnant. In her poverty, she feels little enthusiasm to rear her sickly new offspring. The road ahead is fraught with difficulties and hardships, and to rise above them will not be easy. The world is full of disparities like these. Blatant inequalities that often provoke questions. How could providence be so unfair? What did George and Mary do to have their son born blind? They're good people. God is so unkind. The principles of reincarnation, however, allow us to view life with a much broader perspective from the standpoint of eternity. From this point of view, one brief lifetime is seen not as the beginning of our existence, but as nothing more than a flash in time. And we can understand that an apparently pious person who may be suffering greatly, is reaping the effects of impious activities performed in this or previous lives. With this broader vision of universal justice, we can see how each individual soul is alone responsible for his own karma. <coughs> Our actions are compared to seeds. Initially, they are performed or planted, and over the course of time, they gradually fructify releasing the resultant reactions. Such reactions may, may produce either suffering or enjoyment for the living being, and he may respond by either improving his character or by becoming increasingly animal-like. In either case, the laws of reincarnation operate impartially to award each living being the destiny he has earned by his previous actions. Mm. So it's really saying it's not God... Yeah, well, you know, a lot of us like to blame someone other than ourselves exactly. for our current situation, <laughs> for whatever. And of course, you know, sometimes there are things outside of our control, but I think the point is there's a lot more in our control than we think, you know? Like, yeah. if you're running late to work and you're stuck behind a truck and you left 10 minutes later than you should have left, it's not really the truck's fault they're going the speed true. limit and not 10 that's over true. like you'd like them to be going, that's even though in the moment yeah. you're like, I'm, oh, the slow I, I'm late because I got stuck behind a truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's you're like, no, you're late because you didn't give yourself a buffer, you know? Like, it, yeah. You're, you, yes, you don't have con control, but knowing that, you do have control. Because you yeah. know you can't control these outside factors, so 
give yourself a buffer when you're on your way to work. I like that. And not that I take that advice. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hashtag give yourself a buffer. <laughs> yeah. I, I should do that myself. Life but buffer. this is something that, Tell you know, an easy it. example. Yeah. <clears throat> a criminal chooses to enter prison by willfully transgression, by willful transgression of the law. But another man may be appointed to sit on the Supreme Court by dint of his excellence of service. Mm. In the same way, the soul chooses his own destiny, including the selection of a, physical, a specific physical form based on past and present desires and actions. No one can truthfully lament, I didn't ask to be born. In the scheme of repeated births and deaths in this material world, man proposes and God disposes. <laughs> Just as a person selects an automobile based on personal driving needs and purchasing power, we ourselves determine by our own desires and actions what kind of body material nature will arrange for us next. If a human being wastes this valuable form of life, which is meant only for self-realization, by engaging solely in animal activities of eating, sleeping, sex, and bodily defense, God will allow him to be placed in a, spe or in a species with more facility for such sense pleasures, but without the disturbing inhibitions and responsibilities experienced in the human form. Wow. So it's not that having the animal form of life is a punishment. It's just it's more that, that it's not... God is saying, oh, you don't want the human form you of life. You would like to enjoy you this type enjoy, of like, activity. You want to enjoy like a hog or a dog. Yeah, let me make So it's actually God giving you what you yeah. really want. Yeah, we complain about it later. <clears throat> like, how, how did I get this? But whatever we're dealing with now is something that we at some point thought we wanted, apparently. <laughs> One way or the other. I was telling Shruti the other day, I don't remember really what we were talking about. Or what brought up the conversation, but... Oh. Cockroaches and flies. Mm. And Shara was like, God, cockroaches are so disgusting. But then two flies came in the house and I said, well, I think flies are even more disgusting. Because flies love to eat shit <laughs> and they fly and they land on poop and then you see them going elsewhere and yeah. Shara's like well cockroaches do that too I said yeah but I don't really see cockroaches I mean I know they do and they run around and they skitter all over and they're gross and big but I yeah. said flies like poop is the heavenly planet for flies like, yeah, they, they that, that is that is their that main is the, goal the 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 it's not like something ultimate, they happen over. Oh, they like yes, go for it's it. It's a pile of poop, yeah. and we're sitting there thinking that's disgusting. But they're like, in, they're in heaven. Yeah, that's awful. That's that is be, uh, very awful. God. <laughs> very very awful. <clears throat> Hold on one second. When you reset your mic, it is running again, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Where are we? Uh, oh, I see. For example, top yeah. Of the page. For example, a gluttonous person who is indiscriminate, who indiscriminately gorges himself on vast and varied quantities of victuals, I like that. <laughs> victuals. Victuals. May be offered by material nature the body of a pig or a goat, a form which allows him to in indiscriminately savor garbage and refuse. <laughs> Pretty mm, much what you were mm. just talking about. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This liberal system of reward and punishment may appear shocking at first, but it is perfectly equitable and compatible with the conception of God as an all-compassionate being. For the living being to enjoy the sense gratification of his choice, he needs an appropriate body. Mm -hmm. For nature to place the living entity in the body he craves is the proper fulfillment of that individual's desires. 
Another common misconception dispelled by the clear logic of reincarnation concerns religious dogma, claiming that everything rests on our performance in this one lifetime only, warning mm. that, if we had, that if we lead a vicious or immoral life, we will be condemned to eternal damnation in the darkest region of hell without a prayer of emancipation. So, yeah, see, that, that's my biggest issue with... Like, I've read much of the Bible and Jesus' teachings, and he, yeah. there's a lot of wisdom there. But I think where <clears throat> Christianity loses me is... And granted, a lot of it is more Old Testament. But yeah. that whole fire and brimstone thing that if you... If you don't make it in this lifetime, you're going to burn in hell forever. That, like, yeah. to me, just sounds, A, awful, and B, like, a God like that, how can you call him all-merciful? That's not that's not merciful. That's, like, cruel. Yeah. And by nature, too... God is, he's full of, you know... I think it comes from too much identifying with this current life. Yeah. Because in comparison, you know, like, you're thinking, like, I, at the end of this life, I go there. So then that's it. Yeah. It, but if you realize that, oh, you come back later, maybe a couple thousand years later, depending on what you did, or a hundred years, or whatever, in some other form. And maybe it makes people uncomfortable, so they would rather think, this is it. Well, yeah, and then if they do good this time, they get out, they're, yeah. they're guaranteed that they never have to deal with this again, even if they only, you know, I mean, you see, the the examples that are currently set are not like they're living these, like, super pious lives. They're just like, <laughs> you know, just not doing any, like, mass murder and stuff, and you're not doing yeah. anything real crazy, and you're living, like, a decent, like, you're being a decent person. Yeah. But it's not like you're, like, like the example that is set nowadays, again, not, like, talking about, you know, what yeah. other in the past, but, like, it's basically, like, just be a half-decent person, and you'll get into heaven, no problem. And yeah. it's like, and again, like, on the opposite side of it, it's like this eternal damnation for being a little bit bad in certain areas, and then, like, no problem for these other little, little transgressions. Like, as, yeah, you know, like, don't work like that. And it's like, that doesn't, like, it just doesn't make sense to no, me. It again, like, it it, that's, where it, loses, that's where it loses. That's where it loses. Logically, it doesn't make sense. It, it, like, loses me on the logic <coughs> perspective. But it just it seems like very improportionally weighted. It's like that crazy teacher in yeah. college. No, exactly. Grade, uh, the, you bipolar. Like, yeah. Bipolar God. Yeah, it doesn't seem. I don't, I don't agree. But the thing is, when you read, when you read some of, well, not some, but most or all of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. He does not present God like that. Well, I was going to say that we're, we're, we're referencing, are, referencing what's, course, what's available now, which course, is probably not, or almost definitely not, what was or, available well, then. Not, well, yeah, I mean, I think people tend to take things out of context, and they... It's real, you know, I, I see a lot of people that want to say, oh, we need to, we need to, you know, be a good Christian, but I think a lot of people... And when I say good Christian, I'm also referring to the good Hindu, the good Muslim, the all good, of them. Good yeah. whatever religion you are. There's a tendency, I think, for us to all take that for granted. And also, the one thing that's always baffled me about all again, not just it's not just Christians, it's not just Muslims, it's not just Hindus, it's not just um, what. What is the mm. most... I was going to say, what are we even... Like, I always refer to Sasari Krishnas, but is that the most commonly referred term? Um, I guess technically that... we would D be practitioners of bhakti yoga. Okay. Be... So, like, Hare Krishnas, practitioners, practitioners of bhakti, of bhakti yoga, yoga. Um, bhakti devotees yogis, of Krishna, wh Vaishnavas. whatever. Vaishnavas. That's Vaishnavas. probably the best one. Um, which is a Sanskrit word to make no sense to anybody other than us, but <laughs> it's probably the best one. Um, but... Actually, Vaishnavas. 
What does Vaishnav even mean? Dang. It's I devotee, I think. I think it's Sanskrit. I don't, remember the I don't know the Sanskrit definition. But I want to say it's like, is it student of Bhakti? I don't know. I'm just guessing at that no, point. It's like your, somewhere in the um, recesses of my mind. Put, but yeah, go to uh, SanskritDictionary.com. That's a good thing. If we're gonna throw a word out there. We yeah, should we should maybe know what what the actual definition is. We just <clears> use <throat> it so commonly that I'm just like I know what I use it for and what I've commonly heard it used for, but. Oh. Vaishnavism, what does that stand for? Oh, Vaishnav, okay, but yeah. Um, it's a Hindu denomination. Well, oh, that's debatable. Vaishnava. Vaishnava. Definition. So, a member of one of the main branches of... This is like a nowadays but this is yeah, no, Go to sanskritdictionary.com. Um, hold on. Vaishnava. What are you telling me to go to? SanskritDictionary.com. Sanskrit. Yeah. It'll fix it. Dictionary. Okay. And now look it up. Because I'm going to say that's like a very like nowadays in terms of like, oh, it's something to do with Hindus is basically all that's telling us. That's amazing sometimes when you look up certain things and you realize that Google still didn't quite have it together in mm -hmm. certain areas. They're, they do good, but. Press search. The sans oh search. I was like, what the hell do we press on here? Okay. So find it. Did it not? Nope. Maybe could maybe I do I have to spell it without the H maybe? Maybe. Actually I don't even know. How is that spelled without the H? Is it just like Actually, this? Go to um go to vetabase.io. Wait, hold on. <coughs> What's this? Oh jeez. Okay. Why is it not? Vetabase? Yeah, vetabase.io. So the really cool thing about this, it's all of Prabhupada's books on there, and they have a search function. So if you want to find anything Prabhupada ever spoke about, you can oh, go to cool. the search function. Right, and then just to... And it will on. bring up all the different books that where he referred, or even lectures and Java right. walks. That's he, not a convenient way to pop right. up for me. It completely blocked my ability no, to type. No. All right, so it's search. I don't think I'm misspelling it. Yeah, there it is. That's the way it's spelled. Um, Put Vaishnava definition. I think it'll find that. I feel like it's yeah. going to look for that combination of words. Yeah. It's not finding definition with it. It's looking for that in words. Vaishnav devotees of the Lord. Well, he's using it in addition to devotees, so I guess it doesn't mean devotees. Yeah, it's just looking them up separately. It's not finding them together. Vaishnav. I mean, it basically seems to mean something along the lines of What's Vaish? Is the question. A Nava. What's Nava mean? I don't know. My Sanskrit is super rusty, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's been years. I'll have to. I'll have it's to something it along the lines of students of Krishna, or or you know something along those lines. It's used to like someone who's surrendered to the Lord. Um, thank you very much for this Vaishnav quality. Has advised the Vaishnav to be humbler than the straw and more tolerant than the tree. So um, I think there is like. Technically, Vaishnava means... It's like a lifestyle. It's like a well, humble, a, like... I think student. it refers to people, members of, like, the, the Gaudiamat... Right. Like, tradition. Or, yeah, students of... They're basically, they're, they're people who are practicing, practicing, practicing the Bhakti yoga. yoga, basically. Somewhere along those lines. <clears throat> um, but... No, I got lost in what the heck we were talking about before that. I don't remember what we were going to say or why that came up even. <laughs> oh, I was saying that like the this idea that people have to oh, come yeah. from a perspective of this is what I believe. 
and you need to believe it also, or else we're going to have a yes. huge problem. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah. And also, um, like, if you look at any of the teachings, well, maybe not any, but most of the teachings, when you read through them, the people didn't, the people that you're learning from, the teachings that you're taking and mm -hmm. accepting as your truth, mm -hmm. that is not how that person handled it. That yeah. person was very merciful to people that didn't understand. It's like, that's okay, that's fine. Like, like, like in like our religion, there's like moments where like, you know, uh, Jagai Mada like smashed a pot over one of Nichinanda's head yeah. and he's bleeding from his head and, and people wanted to do revenge and Nichinanda's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, yeah. you know, he didn't teach this like, oh, well, you offended me and now you're, you know. He was merciful, I'm, and he's an expansion Lord of the Lord. Lord Chaitanya is about to behead you with his chakra. Yeah. Karma, fools! Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it was, it was always like, about and, and Jesus was merciful. Yeah. And I, I've never read the Bible to the extent that you have, but just like from my understanding of it, from having friends, that we should, uh, we should read some stuff read like that. That would be cool. Uh, from some of the other I think we should get some cool. other books. It'd be interesting. Because there I are think. some very fascinating teachings of Jesus. And when you read, like, that's like really that's fascinating thing. Because there's many rumors, you know, that, oh, Jesus went to, because tra he traveled abroad for several years. Yeah, he was, like, gone, right? And then he came back. Yeah, and a and lot he had of, all these and there's, teachings. you know, there are supposedly, you know, uh, references to him or other holy men from the Middle East that came to India to learn. Right. You know. I mean, it makes and sense. If you listen, They're similar if you listen to in his teachings in the New Testament with an understanding of Vedic philosophy, yeah. it's very clear that, that he connected. was also a student of Vedic philosophy. What he pre the way he presents the relationship between us and other living beings and God, it's very clear that he was heavily influenced by... Yeah. By not, not the, not the, um, the Judeo, you know, or the, the, the Judeo, like, influence. It was more influence from... Yeah. From the Vedic kind of philosophy and teachings. Yeah. Um, Buddhism, like that kind of... There's some, you know, there's some hints. And if we read, like, I think if we actually read some of his stuff, we'd be able to point out, like, oh, look, these are the similarities, similarities yeah. between this. And I think that would be really cool to do. Yeah, we should we should, uh, <clears throat> we should get one of those books. I used to have a Bible somewhere, I, have, but I don't yeah, know I have where it went. Um, okay, Ooh, so uh, I think I gave it away to somebody. Another, uh, you're on another common misconception, yeah, another common, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry for the sidetrack, but that was good. Another common misconception dispelled by the clear logic of reincarnation concerns religious dogma, claiming that everything rests on our performance in this one life. Oh, I did read this already. Without a prayer for emancipation. Okay. Understandably sensitive, God-conscious people find such a system of ultimate justice more demoniac than divine. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that man can show compassion towards others, but God is incapable of such feelings? Yep. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. These doctrines portray God as a heartless father who allows his children to be misled and then coldly witnesses their endless punishment and persecution. Yeah, that's like, that's Satan. That's not God. Yeah. <laughs> that's evil as hell. Yep. The Native Americans and all these tribal cultures. So you're telling me that they're going to burn in hell forever because they never got the chance to hear about Jesus. Doesn't make sense. No. Doesn't make sense. <clears throat> Such unreasonable teachings ignore the eternal bond of a love or of love that exists between God and his intimate expansions, the living beings. By definition, man is made in the image of God. God must possess all qualities to the highest degree of perfection. 
I mean, by definition, that's... Yeah. One of these qualities is mercy. The notion that after one brief life, a human being can be consigned to suffer eternally in hell is not consistent with the conception of a supreme being possessing infinite mercy. Even an ordinary father would give his son more than one chance to make his life perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, for real. That's like basic logic right there. Oof. <clears throat> the Vedic literatures repeatedly extol the magnanimous nature of God. Krishna is even merciful to those who openly despise him, for he is situated within everyone's heart and gives all living beings the opportunity to realize their dreams and ambitions. Actually, the Lord's mercy knows no end. Krishna is unlimitedly merciful, and his mercy is also causeless. So he doesn't have... You don't need to give him a reason. Yeah, you don't, yeah not he doesn't need that. a reason. The reason is because we exist, and yeah. therefore he loves us. We may not be deserving due to our sinful activities, but the Lord loves every living being so much that he repeatedly gives them opportunities to transcend the cycle of birth and death. Kunti Devi, a great devotee of Krishna, she's uh, the mother of the Pandavas, from the Mahabharata. Uh, Kunti Devi, a great devotee of Krishna, tells the Lord, You are the supreme controller without beginning or end, and in distributing your causeless mercy, you are equal to everyone. I think that's actually from the teachings of Queen Kunti, Srimad Bhagavatam 1. Yeah, I know that's somewhere in there. So, Chapter 8, verse 28. If anyone, however, does remain forever away from God, it is not because of vengeance on the part of God, but because of the individual's own repeated choice. As Sir William Jones, who helped introduce Indian philosophy to Europe, wrote nearly two centuries ago, quote, I am no Hindu, but I hold the doctrine of the Hindus concerning a future state of reincarnation to be comparably more rational, more pious, and more likely to deter men from vice than the horrid opinions inculcated by Christians on punishment without end, end quote. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Christianity is wrong. It's that the way, and currently, you know, you, you do. see that you end up paying it's, it's for your actions one way or another. It's the fanaticism of any the extreme. Yeah, the extreme yeah. Christians, the extreme Muslims, the extreme, yeah. you know, whatever just, religious sect you want to come from. The extremism is what's wrong, not the teachings themselves. Yeah, <clears> I mean. <throat> punishments without end because i mean at that point you mess Jesus up one time nothing if you mess up once in some sense you might as well just start being a butthead the whole rest of your life because you're yeah, already exactly, screwed right. for like, eternal eternity as opposed to realizing that's one mistake yeah you you know do or then you have the then you have the other the other end of the spectrum where i'm living a very sinful life but as long as i accept jesus before i die i'll be saved yeah that last that also stuff. like well like, <laughs> like Ajumil, it's also Ajumil did something well, exactly. similar to that but it wasn't like a plan but and he, he got didn't lucky plan it. he got lucky he got lucky that, that was, is not a good plan again because god is infinitely merciful yeah. he's like you know what but Absolutely. but that 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 comes down to uh sincerity uh-huh. god is you know according to the vedic teachings right god there's you can understand god in three different ways there is God as he is an actual physical being, he's a person, he has his yeah. own personality, his own, but then because he's God and he's infinite and he can expand and be everywhere at once, Yeah, he also exists inside of everything. Yep. So every single atom, every single yeah. living being, 
the energy of the living beings is part and parcel, part and parcel of the energy of God. Yeah. So therefore, God resides as a being. He also resides within everything, and then every you know, and then everything also is residing within Him. Yeah. So it's kind of like we're you can almost think about it like inside your body you have billions of little bacterias and viruses moving around. Technically, they're inside of me, but they're all you know. Yeah. So that's kind of. I think some people have a hard time thinking of God as an actual being like yeah he you know um, it's, it's hard I mean the other thing too is the the whole creation aspect of it you know from a purely scientific that wants to decide that there's some miracle accident that occurred that created all this life and stuff that we have but for anything to exist, something has to have created it, so it could never have come from nothing. Which, for like, sure. it, so the scientific argument in my mind seems to defeat itself at the point of it can't figure out how things were created because you get to this place where like something had to have been first. It couldn't have been literally it's nothing. The, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. It's like you can't well, answer the, the question. Well, the interesting thing is, like, the scientific science, theory of the Big Bang say. actually does not, like, the Vedic. And it started with sound. Well, exactly. The Vedic, yeah. the way that, you know, in, in the Vedic scriptures, it talks about creation. Yeah. It almost does happen in a big bang sort yeah, of way. Yeah, it's a sound, but it comes from something. Like, it again, comes, the sound exactly. is not going to emanate source. from nowhere. Exactly. Like, there's no way that, like, you're in a soundproof room in a vacuum and a sound comes from nowhere and it creates, like, you know, like, it's like yeah. something had to have existed no matter what that something is. And that's where, Something and I think that the issue is that, like, time, okay, well, then where did God come from? It's like, no, he's always existed. He's always and then you're like, and well, that's no, the time. Thing and for us, the time is the biggest hang-up, because you're thinking, like, no, because of time, like, it has to, there's yeah. a time, and there's a place, a beginning, an end, like, all that. And I was just thinking about this earlier, which not to say that it read, answers the question. We should actually read the but, creation um, part of the Bhagavatam, because it's very really interesting. interesting. It explains how among the first things that were created, even before creation, Yeah. One of the very first things, I don't remember the exact verse, but I want to say it's false ego, mm. was the very first thing that was created. So essentially you can think about it as you have this globe, right? Uh -huh. And you, the soul, are falling down yeah. into the yeah, material yeah, yeah. world. As you hit it, boom, you're now becoming ego. covered. Yeah. False ego is the sense of me, I, my. Right. So that time, all the and, then, and then of time energy. and all of these yeah. these are all laws of nature. Well, you think God, about it like measurements, right? Yeah. Like you could say that, like you know, you use inches and feet or whatever, and other people use centimeters and millimeters, and like everybody uses this measurement system. But at some point, that was invented. Exactly, it's all made up. And they're using it to measure because it makes their lives easier to have yeah. a measurement system. And time is just a much grander than we can possibly really like completely it's logical to figure out for ourselves but about, like really. it's a measurement system yeah, it's a it measurement is. system for the material energy so that yeah. we so that the pun the ba it, i feel like it almost balances the punishment reward system or whatever like the yeah. the you getting the body to to enjoy in the way that you want to enjoy like how do you measure that and how do you know it's time yeah and so it's a measurement system it's not that it is something well, that's the part of the actual like it's not it doesn't exist <clears> in a sense i mean of course yeah, no, it... Yeah, time It exists super, as much as our bodies exist. It does. It exists, but it's at... It's like saying gravity. It's like talking about gravity. Gravity exists, but trying to quantify it... 
isn't difficult, although it's easier difficult. than time. Yeah, of course, but, easier. But. Time is a very complex thing, and actually, uh, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, <clears throat> you know, he's listing all of these things that, if you want, you can think of me as this. Right? Yeah. Like of fish in the sea, I am the shark. Of animals on land, I am the lion. Like, it's it's creating imagery so you can kind of compare and contrast. Like what? And one of the things he says is, I am time. Time. Right. Yeah. And that is like the, out of all of the, you know, we can fight the laws of gravity. We can fight, you know, the laws of thermodynamics. Well, you can't really fight them, but you can bend them to your will to, to some extent. But the one thing that you can never bend is time. And yeah. it's the one thing that drags you from birth into death and birth into death. It's the, I guess... I. From my understanding, it's the thing that separates the material world from the spiritual world is time. Because in the spiritual world, they say multiple places that time doesn't exist there. Yeah. In the way that we that Not it in the way we here. experience it, yeah. So it's kind of like the... Yeah, it's very fascinating. Yeah. Like, that's another thing from the Vedic, the Vedic teachings. Like, as you read them, the fundamentals of their philosophy is like, dude so in-depth, like, compared to Plato, Socrates, some of these Greek yeah. philosophers. I mean, they're brilliant, but at the same time, you start listening to some of the Vedic philosophers, and they've been... I mean, they just go... The level of depth that they can take some of these ideas, it, uh, yeah. it's, like, really, really fascinating. It makes you think a lot about different things. Uh, okay. Okay. According, or are you an according? Yeah, according to the doctrine. I okay, think. yeah, I read that quote from William Jones. Yeah, I actually don't. I'm not really familiar with him. I'd like to look him up a little bit. According to the doctrine of reincarnation, God recognizes and preserves even a small amount of good done by an otherwise evil person. Mm. It is rare to see anyone who is 100% sinful. Therefore, if a living being makes some slight degree of spiritual progress in his present life, then in his next life he is allowed to continue from that point. Mm -hmm. The Lord tells his disciple Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, quote, In this endeavor, Krishna consciousness, there is no loss or diminution. Dimin diminution? Diminution. Diminution, yeah. Diminution. Okay. And a little advancement on this path can protect one from the greatest type of fear, returning in a lower than human form in the next life. Mm -hmm. End quote. The soul may thus develop his inherent spiritual qualities through many lives until he no longer has to reincarnate in a material body and returns to his original home in the spiritual world. This is the special benediction of human life. <clears throat> Even if one is destined to suffer terribly for impious acts performed in this and previous lives, one can, by taking up the process of Krishna consciousness, change his karma. The soul in a human body stands at the evolutionary midpoint. From here, the living being can either choose degradation or liberation from reincarnation. Oh, shoot, man. The yeah. soul in a human body stands at the evolutionary midpoint. From here, the living being can choose either degradation or liberation from reincarnation. Yep. No pressure, guys. 
Nope. Whew. That was a good chapter. That was good. I'll let you read this one. <clears throat> Seven. All right. Ugh. Or this one's also broken up into sections, so I don't know how you want to read it. Yeah, I, maybe at some point if my voice starts to go out, I'll just I'll just like tell you to start up. But um, we'll we'll wrap up uh, this episode here, and we'll put this one as the next one. Mm-hmm. We've we've gone over thirty minutes, and I feel like if we do that next one, we'll probably be over an hour. I like to try to keep them around an hour in total length at most. So oh, you want to do? I mean, um, we can make it a thirty minute one. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. This will yeah, be a thirty okay. minute one. Yeah. All right, okay. guys. Well, thanks for Thank listening, and for always feel free to comment or message us. Uh, you know, if you do have other things, or if it, especially we're nearing the end of this book. So if you are one of the few people currently listening and you would like us to read a specific book or something or add it to the list of things, like we were talking about possibly reading the Bible, and um, I think Bhagavad Gita is probably the next main one we'll do, but we may do some other side books as well. I I don't know exactly what we'll do. We haven't made a final decision, but just let us know. And uh, thank you for spending the time, and we'll see you soon. Yep. Thank you.